Welcome to Arcade Couch, the best place to tell your friends to get your gaming goodness each and every Monday. My name's Tom Blight. Joining me on the couch this week, Ashley Hobley. Hey, Dylan. Excited to be here on the couch talking about games. Yep, you had no bit. Well, fire there. I'll see you, Kieran Marchant. Uh, he didn't have a bit, but that's okay, because uh, I'm sure you'll have time to work him one out in the rest of the show, and he'll, he'll pop in there at some Yeah, we'll point. just edit one in at the start. You know? no, I'll, I'll be honest, every week you don't have a bit, it like sort of offsets my 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 feelings. I'm like, this episode is, something's off. It's going to be really good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's opposite. I feel like if you don't have a bit, something's off. I'm like, either you're off or something's off, mm, if you don't have a bit. I'm like, nah, five flames no, not just, there. It's you know? been a quiet week, no. Yeah, that's fair. No easy thing. I mean, ga- the games, yeah. games are out, but yeah. nothing you're playing, I guess. Like well, but even in like video playing. game news, you don't even play. Yeah. You don't even play Dredge. It's not, it's out. not out yet. Oh, I thought it was already released. No, okay. they had like a massive lead time and um, embargoes. A week Same with the embargo the for Res. I did not. This is my fuck up as a reviewer. Did not realize when the embargo was for Resident Evil Four Remake. Um, I remember but, the review start posted, and I was like, hey, like, maybe Kieran will get me his review. Like, I got my ass handed <laughs> to me at work for the last week, and then I was like, fuck. I'm, I was like, halfway through, I was like, I. Mm. Uh, and I was like, look, as long as I make it sort of a release day, I'll be okay, you know? <clears throat> you did it by. I, I did I by like three ten, hours prior to midnight. You know so. what? When I was like, I was like, I can like smash this review out in like an hour and a half. I think I sat there looking at my computer for like three hours that night, and I was like, "This is I'm I can't get everything to stick." It was hard, but I got there. And then Dill was like, "Yeah, this is the best thing you've written," and I think, and I was like, "Oh, well, shit! All right, improvement. That's, that's pretty good. I know, right?" There you go. Okay, I had uh, t- two I had a week of a week of good reviews, I think, um, and I haven't wrote any, so there you go. Um, slacking off, slacking off. That's right. Well, rest uh, on yeah, your so- laurels. So everybody yeah. else does the work. I mean, that's... that's if, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just sit over in TV land with... <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, yeah, so this week on the show, we're talking about Resident Evil 4 in a moment, of course. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit more about Bayonetta Origins, which I finished, uh, and then we'll shout out to some of the reviews, including the aforementioned Dredge, and then go over just uh, two news stories got this week, because we're going to talk about all the colourful things, colourful news stories, so... Uh, but let's start with it. Resident Evil 4 uh, remake or 2023 or however you want to... Anyway, it's just called Resident Evil 4. It's a, it's a, it is a remake, but they, they didn't call it Resident Evil 4 remake. They, they did the same as Dead Space. It's just called Dead Space. Dead Space, Resident Evil 4. Anyway, it's weird. Also, by the way, just how odd... It's sort of crazy that in the first three months of 2023, we had two highly regarded remakes, uh, remakes of, horror, of horror games, sort of. Sort of, of horror, crazy. like, anyway. classics. Like, both of them horror defined classics, yeah. their eras in a, in a very different way. In a genera- in different it. generations, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Kieran, Resident Evil 4, you gave it a 9.5 in your review. Um, yes, I I definitely think it's a... Because I started reading it, and I, thought, I was like, this is like... Cause, no offense, but sometimes, like, I'll be like, it's taking fucking... Like, there's two paragraphs here where you just, like... J- I like to, I like to wonder. And, I mean, I like to be to... fair, I used to like, yeah. I'll be completely honest, I, as a side tangent for this is, I don't know if this is, a, and look, reviews are um, subjective. What's it? Subjective, right? So me personally, I, in my movie, game, TV show reviews, I try to do as least amount of just paragraphs wanking on about the 
uh, plot as much as possible because I just think it's sort of redundant to a, to a point, which is also why I like on our reviews to just include the synopsis of the movie, TV show, game up top. I'm like, if you want the synopsis, there it is. There's a fucking trailer down there. Let's actually talk about what makes this thing good or shit. Um, so yeah, I did appreciate that when your review started, you were like, it just straight went into it. I was like, all right, Kieran, here we go. Yeah, so... Um, but yeah, so you gave it a 9.5, uh, you've very much liked it. Your one sort of bad thing is that you didn't like that they ruined the campy elements, but yeah, expand on. There's, there was a couple, there's a couple of things I don't love about it. Um, I think, look, as I said in my review, it is, this is a continuation of Capcom's fantastic work on remaking their franchises and, um, well, remaking the Resident Evil earlier titles now with Resident uh, Evil 2 three and now four being remade i think four is a very different challenge to resident evil 2 and resident evil 3 remake because resident evil 2 and 3 were both made roughly around the same time the same engine they had the same kind of premise where resident evil 4 went off the deep end a little bit in many ways was a very different game um compared to those two it was leading into the early points of um the action adventure kind of genre and then learning into that action um fully um stepping into this i was immediately in awe of not only the visuals of this game but also the audio design and general sound design of um the game in total because i think there's a lot of attention to detail and a lot of work been put into it um i love the new character models for all of the characters um in in, in many ways you know there are some odd characters in resident evil 4 a lot of the villains are very estranged and weird kind of, of characters. So um, to see those brought to life in, in a new modern fashion is is great. Um, I think the game itself for gameplay is fantastic. I think the, the game flows very easily. Um, the old game, for those who don't remember, was filled with quick time events. Leon couldn't move while he was aiming and shooting his gun um and, th- and it was a lot more of a static game and a lot more of kind of you would run find a place to hold out for a bit fight off the waves as soon as they're approaching you'd run off again um now with leon being able to move a lot more freely uh it gives you a lot more dynamic combat and like d- dynamic range with your character's movement there's a lot more dodging you can enemies attacks are actually you're able to crouch into the axes that they throw or um, step to the side and maneuver properly around them um, and then along with that, they added the the new knife mechanic, which I both love and dislike at the same time. Um, Leon's, I called it in the review, not so trusty combat knife, is great because it will you can use it to parry any melee attack, including what was previously the insta kill chainsaw attacks from the f- original. Uh, you can now parry those, but because I guess Capcom thought this this. Um, this ability and this mechanic was too good. They've added degradation to the knives or at least to not just the main knife, but also every butter knife that you pick up throughout the game. So everybody loved it in breath of the wild. So exactly right. Like this is, I remember thinking as soon as I saw the health bar under, I was like, no, really? (laughs) Why? I get it. This is your balancing mechanism, but please. Um, But like you can, um, you can take the knife and go get it repaired at the merchant afterwards. And I'll talk about my poor boy after uh, a bit later, but like you can take it to the merchant, get it repaired. You can upgrade it as like, as well as you can upgrade any of the weapons. They also added stealth into this game, 
What a 2023 edition that is stealth. Uh, Leon can now, you know, crouch, um, can can do uh, stealth takedowns of uh, the enemy villagers and cultists that he finds. You can now creep around areas before you start the fight um, and just swipe all the ammo and all the bits and pieces beforehand, which especially in like the opening villager um, kind of level is, is actually very useful and very good for, for new players. Um and then it, it gets onto like the the game as a whole. I think everything gameplay wise, I would call an out and out improvement. I think everything gameplay wise, apart from deterioration, is is fantastic. I will say they added side quests, or they made this thing about we were going to add some side missions to to fulfill the game a little bit more. Um, a lot of the side missions are just random. Like, hey, go back through that area you just walked through and kill the rats. And kill the the three rats in there, and then come back to me, and I'll I'll give you a gem, um, which is you know it's kind of uh, funny in terms of the game when the game is this now a lot more serious action movie esque story of Leon saving um, Ashley the president's daughter, and all of a sudden Leon's okay with stopping to go in and do these odd jobs. They just feel a little bit out of place um, for for a lot of it. There's a lot more interaction. Cognitive dissonance is that what it's called? Yes, yeah. 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 Um and then, you know, there are some other as- aspects like um there was one fight early on in the game where you fight in the middle of a farm and there are cows and uh chickens and pigs and stuff running around in the middle of the fight and you can actually like zigzag through the cows and the cows will start kicking and like punching the well not punching but headbutting the villagers as they like, come Whoa, <laughs> whoa punch it. You yeah, said this game time. was no longer <laughs> camp. Um, yeah, yeah, and yet the cows are punching people. Yeah, yeah no, um, no, it, it was. It's good. It's fun. There's a lot more dynamic tactics and and aspects to this game that I really enjoyed and loved. And the game as a whole, as I said, is is a more serious tone. Um, the original is campy as fuck. The original is weird and campy. At one point, Leon and Ashley are running across a drawbridge, being chased by a giant metal statue of the one of the main villains who is a small person that's dressed in like napoleon-esque clothing or like you know tricorn hats and like very weird and very odd and there's a lot of those kind of moments throughout the game that are removed and are no longer part of it sure there's a couple of the dumb lines that are still said by leon but as a whole a lot of that is removed and and the biggest bit as i said in my review and i I, you know i almost promised that this would happen there's a special soft place in my heart for walking up to that weird, mysterious stranger and just hearing the, what are you buying, stranger? What are you selling? Like, just just that kind of, like... I Mind know. you of home. It does. It was, it was you know, that weird Cockney <laughs> accent. Um, <laughs> it was very weird because you never understood why the fuck this merchant was helping you or why he was here or anything about it, but it was... He's a merchant. Mm. And now that they've, <laughs> they they changed the voice actor um, and it's kind of made a lot of his lines a, a lot more... Um, Is he played by Chris Pratt now? No. Should, <laughs> no. It's more... Instead of Cockney, I think it sounds more South African now. Um, but, it, it, yeah, it, there's a lot... I think in many ways, there's some of the dumb shit I really loved about Resident Evil 4 when it, uh, the original 2004 version... That I sort of missed in this one. I don't think Leon's anywhere near as likable in this game as he is in the original because he's kind of 
really serious and one dimensional in terms of being a um uh a, a hero i guess it does favors for, of course uh, lewis sarah and ashley's characters are both a thousand times better than they were in the original ashley is no longer a pain in the ass she can she's more manageable she no longer has a health bar you just have to pick her up if she gets hit by something hard um and and she's you know she's acts like a character that's going through a terrible fucking situation and is is traumatized by what's going on and that's that's a good good change um i just yeah it's one of those things where you How's look at ada? it has ada ada is still ada i don't think ada was never camp or wacky she's always she, i've always loved her as a character she's serious I guess, so just she is serious in the originals yeah she's serious in the originals and also i guess now you have it as a a more especially now with the remakes it wasn't maybe as much in the original series because of the of how it um the years between the releases but ada is i guess you you know more about ada because of the resident evil 2 remake and people understand her relationship with leon a lot more because of that remake now then maybe they did resident evil 4 because resident evil 4 at the time i don't think everybody played resident evil 2 um i i yeah it's um but it's good to see her again, and it's good for that whole interaction. The game runs so much better in terms of just pacing. The third act of the original was bloated and crappy and, and took forever. Um, they've they've streamlined it, but also added a lot of content. There's areas now that are a lot more explorable, a lot more in-depth. Um, it's a fantastic game. It's just, it, for me, it just doesn't quite hit everything. There's that, you know... I, I can understand completely why people are giving it tens and, and calling it the masterpiece that it, it is and could be. Um, I just think for me and for my own love of Resident Evil 4, it just just missing that little bit of character and over-the-top campiness that I kind of loved about the original. You know, here's my, my big question. Which is better, Dead Space Remake or Resident Evil 4 Remake? Dead Space Remake. Oof. Here we go. Oh, did I? What did you words. give the Dead Space? Maybe I no. Maybe it is Resident Evil Four because I don't think I gave the Dead Space three. No, that's your, that's your gut. Instinct. That's my so, gut. Is it? that I enjoyed playing Dead Space more personally, but Resident Evil is a better remake. I think you gave it like a nine. You gave Dead Space a nine. Yeah. So it's much worse, is what we're saying. Much worse. It's point five worse. No, I think scores. Scores are everything. Scores are the scores are everything. So Resident Evil Four, you know, must be better. I don't know. Maybe retroactively, (laughs) the Dead Space should be. Now you've told me that. I changed my foot. I'm going to have to change. Yeah, but I just change the score. I think they're both valuable and, and great to have on current gen consoles. I'm excited to see people who aren't you know, our age, who probably never played Resident Evil 4 when it was released, you know, a chance to to play it. I wish, you know, I'm disappointed in Capcom that there wasn't a chainsaw-shaped controller for the game this yeah. time, but um, uh, I, I'm excited for people to play this version of the game, and they'll, they'll have no issues. They will see this as a 10, and they will love it and adore it, and I think many people who play Resident Evil 4 will love it and adore it as they are. It just depends on, I guess, your memories of Resident Evil Four and 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 um and how you connected with that game as a whole it might just affect how you would connect with this version of that game. Question of the show: Should they bother remaking Resident Evil Five or Six? I was just thinking Six. No, I think Six is I, just the black sheep that you. That was just, I say yes for money. 
The thing is, I don't think six has the draw. I think five has the draw. Remaking five, I think, works. Five was, have I said this before? Five was my very first Resident Evil game. Yes, I think I know that. Yeah, yeah. no. Because yeah. you played it with your friend in Split Three Co-op. I played right? with my friend. I'd never played Resident Evil game yeah. until five. So, yeah. I think five. Um, so I, I, I think, sort of have a soft spot for five. Five has a great spot, but I think five is the most changeable out of the ones they've done so far. I think they could do a lot to improve the story and Chris Redfield. Well, the they could fix the AI because everyone hated, what's her name? Shiva? Shiva? Shiva. Shiva, something like that. The, the, yeah. yeah. Um, everyone hated her AI. That was one of the big complaints. Um, and then the other thing was that the other thing they would obviously change is that that game still had the old stop and shoot combat. Yeah. I think there's a lot you could change. And look, every time they've done these remakes, they get better because they, they're not only learning from they're not only learning from doing the remakes, but they're learning from doing the um the new editions of the franchise, like with Village that just mm. being released. Like Resident Evil 4, in my the original was never a scary game. It was just an action yeah, game. With like that's where they switched though. That's enemies. where they switched actually. Yeah, like four. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And I, there are points in, in a lot of the game. I'm feeling tense in Resident Evil Four Remake, and I think that comes from their their understanding and teachings that they've got from Village. I think walking through the village and walking through the outside areas creepy as fuck in Resident Evil Four Remake. Yeah. Now. The start of um, Resident Evil Village is very reminiscent of Resident Evil Four. So. Yes. Yeah, 100%. And I think they've they've used that and, and they've processed and, and they've they've pulled that together in this. Um, I think Resident Evil 5 also, you, Resident Evil 5, but switched the original Chris Redfield for like the biohazard Resident Evil mm. 8, like Village Chris Redfield. And I think that's much Back better. Up. Yeah, jacked up, jacked up more Redfield. kind of um, less uh, Boy Scout and a little bit more just like kind of renegade mercenary. Like, do that shit. That shit's fun. Um, Is that the other thing with that game? I think it's funny because people. I remember reading reviews at the time. People complaining about the 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 strain that breaks out in that game and stuff. I'm like, but no one had any problems with the Resident Evil Four. Like, they're not zombies. They're not zombies. It's Las Vegas. Yeah, but in Resident Evil Five, they have another like. They're not zombies, but they're something else. They're the same shit. It. It's the same Las <laughs> It's the same shit. Isn't it? Yeah, it's the same stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it's weird. And then uh, Resident Evil Six is just though. like Resident Evil Six. I think gets goes batshit because well, some some people like I know some people like the the Chris side or whatever, but everyone hated the new character or whatever the whatever. Well, the there's. Was. There's the one character that is uh, Wesker's like son or clone yeah, or maybe it's nephew. That guy. Yeah. Look, it it was almost like somebody from the Devil May Cry team had like got a hold of Resident Evil at that point and like kind of oh. tried to Devil May Cry up Resident Evil. It just didn't really work, and it wasn't um, the ongoing. You can tell they went too that. far down the the action road because they 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 start going down this this action path with Resident Evil Four, and then by the time they reach the six, they've gone so far that. In order to get the train back on track, they switch to a first-person survival horror game. Yes, yeah. <laughs> like they sort of like really rein it back in, sort of thing. Um, all right. Uh, so since last week, I have finished Bayonetta Origins, Cereza, and the Lost Demon. Uh, it was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. I know I remember saying like, "Oh, it'll probably be like six to eight hours." It was like double that. It's probably like closer to ten to twelve on average, sort of thing. Not that that's a complaint, but um. Really, really good. I started writing my review last night and then 
suddenly I had like three review people that were like, here's a fucking review. I'm like, which is fine. I was like, everyone's like, here's all these reviews. I'm like, okay, I'll get back to this <laughs> later. <laughs> like so. Um, but I'm th- I'm sitting so it'll be around like an eight to a nine, eight at the lowest sort of thing, but um see how I feel on that. Uh I think the highest mark that I could give this as a Bayonetta fan is the fact that by the end of the game, I really felt like it did both a, like the game could serve as someone's introduction to the franchise very easily. There's no need for you to have played any of the others to to enjoy this. But also as a fan, by the time I reached the end, it did what often really good prequel games or prequel movies and prequel TV shows do, where you finish the prequel thing and you're like, fuck, I really want to play the original. Like I, it made me really want to start up the original Bayonetta because it just was like bringing up so many memories from that first game because this game deals with yeah like Bayonetta as a kid Cereza like you've got young Jean in here you've got um her talking about her mother like all these elements that are pretty much the main story point in the original Bayonetta game that I touched on so much in two or three so um it does a really great job at world building the Umber Witches and the you know like heaven and hell and all these elements while also introducing this new enemy type with the the fairies which are the main the 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 proper bad guys in this and stuff um by the time you reach the end of the game having access to you get access to four or the demon i guess but serrazer as well but you get access to four different elemental types so it becomes a thing of say enemies Enemies will come in, they'll spawn in these fairies and they're, they're like coated in a like fire shield and you have to switch the the demon um, Cheshire into a like a, a water form so then you can like attack with a water stream to break their shield so then you can go in and, go in and attack and all these sorts of things. Everything that I said last week still stands in that. I, I really enjoy, I understand why some people, maybe their brain just is like, I fucking can't handle this at all, but I enjoy the combat of having to control two characters at once i think it's like it's different and like it's cool i've seen i when i was looking around on twitter the other day i saw some people complaining that it's that whole i can't remember the analogy that people were doing like you know it's like trying to do one thing with one hand and you know like it's trying juggle. to rub your belly and tap your head that thing yeah that analogy of trying to do that and some people's heads i think their brains are just like i can't i can't do it yeah i can't do this yeah so but that's what the majority of the game is you're you you're or at least the combat is you've got to do these things where you obviously you've got to move Cereza. but i i think once you realize that when sheshe is attacking enemies like he's drawing the he'll have the enemy aggro most of the time it's only if an enemy gets near Cereza that they'll start attacking her so it's 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 sort of like you're not constantly moving them both it's sort of like there's times where you'll be moving Cheshire and quickly moving Cereza and like dodge rolling out of the way but for most time you're like I'll move her to a spot I'll go in quickly with her use like a stun spell which is her main thing that she does and then sort of dodge roll out of the way so I'm, I'm back and then I just get in with Cheshire and um, do the attacks and then sort of come and go come and go it's not a you don't need to be constantly moving both characters around. So I feel like that's where some people get so distracted. Um, really 
enjoy the as the the game progressed you do even though you're in a forest you come across a lot of these like really beautiful locations that are hidden within there including like this this circus location that was really really cool that was just hidden in the middle of the forest it's like sort of of course your typical swampy area and um whatever else the game knows it's pretty i is is the thing as well which is fine because <laughs> it's like it does these sequences where there's these little areas built purposely where the whole point of like walking up to them is solely so the game like pans back a little bit and goes we've got some nice art here don't we i'm like yeah fair screenshot you know like there are is some nice looking you've done some pretty stuff that's fair um yeah do and, they do uh, that too much though like would you say that's almost no nah, because like it's no nah, it's just basically every new area you know, like you'll come into a place and there's sort of an overlooking area of the location you're about to come mm-hmm. to. And it's, you just do that typical thing of just looking over it and everything like that. So, uh, some of the puzzles are like, like, you know, not super hard, but they feel fun to, to solve as you've, as, yeah, as you control Sheshe to, to move Cereza around to get her up obstacles and, uh, these sorts of things between the two characters. Th- those moments are never... No, actually, no. There's one moment where I died a couple of times because it was like a you're in this area where something's like sort of closing in on you. So like from the back of the screen and you're sort of running toward the screen and you've got to um, use Cheshire to sort of clear path for, for Cereza. So you're qu- trying to quickly control both characters at the same time. I died a couple of times doing that one. So that is like a scratch of belly and whatever the thing is um what what is it scratch your belly and pat your head yeah that yeah no, that. rub your belly and tap your head okay you could be scratching you could be scratching what's so hard about that is it actually hard i'm doing it right some now. people some hard. people can't describe yeah like, so if, if you can't i reckon that's a test they should put it on the front of the game look, cover just, if you can't do so, this just so everybody knows <laughs> you you, don't play the game see us anymore all three we of us were doing that. We were all just doing that. <laughs> yeah. So all, all, all three of us are waiting. Well, all of our bellies were out of, uh, out of <laughs> shot. We yeah. could have been doing something different. We could have been lying, yeah. No, it's really, um, it's really easy when you both go the same direction. But yeah, carry on. Sorry, games. It's fine. Uh, so yeah, I'd say before you pick up Bayonetta Oranges, just stand in the middle of the store and just see if you can do that or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you, just if uh, you uh, play Brothers, I guess, you know, Brothers yeah, is probably we'll very, very much readily available yeah. on anything. Yeah, it's probably been given out for free on nearly everything. So, uh, yeah, really, really good. I'm. I would both hope that we continue to get core Bayonetta games, and I would love to see this Bayonetta Origins thing continue as well. Um, to like, because it's it's not that it's like there's a cliffhanger at the end where it's like, oh, you know, I can't wait to see what happens next. Like, you could very much go from this to Bayonetta one, and but there's hundreds of years between this and the bayonetta one like but like hundreds and hundreds of years of stuff to cover so there's plenty of time to do, continue this bayonetta origins uh series and you could build up uh, there's like a really cool moment at the end of the game where bayonetta gets like one of her core sort of moments the other thing i'll say that i was really surprised at coming off especially coming off Bayonetta 3 where the story sort of let a lot of people down. I'd say if the story in Bayonetta 3 let you down, this more than makes up for it because this is surprisingly really well written to the point that I, out of all the things that I thought could happen, the relation, and I guess it's the point because if this doesn't work, the game story doesn't really work. The relationship between Cereza and the 
the lost demon, which is this demon that sort of gets trapped in her doll, Cheshire, and then she's able to control and everything. The relationship between them by the end of the game is just weirdly really wholesome because it starts as they hate each other. It does that, it does that typical thing where they've got to work together to, to overcome because they're sort of trapped in the scenario. But yeah, as the game continues and the, they, they end up having to work together and, and this is a Bayonetta as Cereza where she's, she's not the, you know, she doesn't have the cool attitude that she has as an adult. This is a, this is a, a girl sort of scared. She's trapped on her own. She needs help. You know, like it's, it's very different. So to see these two sort of overcome odds over and over again, over again, it's um yeah, sort of made for a much more wholesome uh disney ish story i guess or uh, whatever else um yeah i would suggest if you like the look of the game but you don't really like the alpha bayonetta games i would still say that it's worth giving this a go because I, I i definitely feel like it's a lot of fun <laughs> right, uh, two shout outs reviews for people done for the website um, this week, but aren't here to talk about them. So we firstly had the dredge that we quickly talked about before review posted up by one buddy Watson, um, who was going to come talk about it if we'd recorded at eight a.m. in the morning. I have this mental image of Buddy sat at his PC with his bowl of cereal. Um, <laughs> yeah. And array of other <laughs> breakfast snacks and uh, a snob. It's like I'm ready. I mean, Alrighty. you know, you got to give him props because he goes to bed at like two, three o'clock in the morning. So to be up at eight o'clock, I think he's going to record. Uh, a lot of effort. Very, very true. Very, so, very true. you know, it's your own fault. Yeah. It's uh, your own fault. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Buddy gave Dredge a 10 out of Big oh, 10. Whoa, whoa! Not even Resident Evil 4 Remake could do that. No, not even that. Uh, he said, even though I had a higher. Dredge better than Resident Evil 4 Remake. He said, even though I had high expectations, Dredge completely blew me out of the water. I expected a quaint fishing game, but delivered so much more. Dredge successfully blends a Lovecraftian fishing adventure RPG with a gorgeous, vibrant art design and a subtle and powerful piano-led score. Uh, this is the hot take he's gotten here. The small open world encourages freedom exploration, rivaling two of this generation's biggest AAA games, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild and Elden Ring. So there you go. Um, wow. yeah, his, his review speaks very, very highly about the game. I, I, I definitely feel like if you look at it and go, how could this be a 10 out of 10? Um, just yeah, read all of Buddy's review. I think by the end, you'll, uh, sort of get a, a better, deeper appreciation for what's sort of hidden beneath the surface here. But, um, yeah, Dredge is out next week. Uh, very happy with its, uh, scores. It's been getting all around the park from, I think it's like an know, 80 something on, uh, yeah, an 80 something on Metacritic. 80. I think it's made by three people. <laughs> I think is like from memory, because yeah. obviously they showed it off at eighty uh, three on Open Critic. They showed it. There was a PAX last year. Yeah, um, we all played it. I think like at least me and Buddy did. So yeah, I, I remember, never. I, I, I Buddy's to. like I was looking forward to this game after playing it. I remember him being a little bit mixed. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's that's you know, I think he's rewriting history. Is I suck up to him a little bit, but uh, yeah, uh, but yeah. Um, I remember it very, looking very pretty, interesting mechanic. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm keen to check it out when it comes out next week. Yeah. Actually, read through all of Buddy's review. I haven't had a chance yet, but. Yeah, so he. Uh, uh, Dredge is a. Yeah, so it's made by Black Salt Games, which is a New Zealand based studio. I believe the studio is only three people, and then they've obviously had a few other people help out with the games. But I think the studio is only. Like the people. The core, the core studio is, I think, yeah. three people. 
so yeah, if this seeing this doing really well is awesome to see, of course. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, the yeah. So the the main thing for like it's a the main pick is it's a as the synopsis says, dredge is a single player fishing adventure with a sinister up uh, undercurrent. Sell your catch, upgrade your boat, and dredge the depths of the long buried secrets. Explore the mysterious archipelago and discover why some things archipelago archipelago and discover why some things are best left forgotten. Um, yeah. So it's a you go out, you fish. I think you sell stuff, you upgrade your boat. Uh, there's a there's a secret sort of if you at night and then fucking Lovecraftian monsters start attacking you and you're like oh shit that's a fuck day it's a weird combination of uh, genres that you really wouldn't expect but uh, yeah has with really that cool Australian slang yeah. just chucked in there oh, it's fuck day it's fuck day <laughs> kiwi you mean <laughs> yeah the kiwi slang yeah for this one it would be so uh, but yeah very it's happy like, to ah, be you fuck day fucking hell <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Fish and chips, bro. We're not getting there. No. We're, not, we're not getting there next game. <laughs> Fish and chips, bro. <laughs> Beach Daz, bro. Um, <laughs> oh, God. That's a flash of the past. Talking about high school <laughs> fucking memories earlier. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, so read Buddy's review for Dredge and the game is out next week uh, on everything. If you want to play that. Uh, and then we had Storyteller went up. Uh, reviewed by Ooh. Will. He gave the game an 8, which basically means in a world of 10s and 9.5s that he hates it, I think. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but no. Uh, so he gave it an 8. He said, Storyteller left me wanting more, which complements the strengths of his gameplay formula as helped by solid polish and the visual and audio departments. Solving one of its puzzles always felt good, even if there was, uh, if, even if there was only enough to challenge me for half an afternoon. So his main complaint, at least f- like from like editing and posting his review, seems to be that they're just like... There wasn't enough. No, there's not enough. He's, he played it in three hours. He advises people to play it at a slower pace, not for one. Like, he was reviewing it, so he sort of was trying to just, like, you know, he didn't know how long it was going to be. So you, with it possibly. You know, you're, you're trying to play it, make sure you can get it free. So, uh, cool game, though. So, do you remember seeing this one uh, trailer, Ash? Because I think. Yeah. You know, t- yeah, I was I keen think, on it because obviously yeah, I thought you were keen it, on it. It's an yeah. interesting uh, puzzle mechanic of, like, different. Trying to tell, like, different three cell cartoon, I guess, stories or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, again, another game that's been received really positively. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Oh, yeah. so <laughs> Check the, it out myself. Yeah. Synopsis is storytellers and award. Uh, but start with a tile. <coughs> start with a tile. Title, settings, and characters, and create a story that fits the story's description. Play with stories of love, intrigue, crime, monsters, portrayal, and more. So yeah, it's a puzzle game where you've sort of got to move tiles and people around to um, fit the story that's like on that page you know like the 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 setting and the title and everything like make these things come come together uh it's on pc and it's also going to be on switch it was published by annapurna interactive so i think it was in their showcase last year when they yeah, it was like i think that it. sounds right yeah yeah uh, yeah they did it sounds like, like it would be a good switch game like yeah as will pointed out like every morning you get up you play a couple puzzles yeah with your morning coffee or whatever and then you go about your day yeah i think that's how i would prefer to play it myself um yeah so he he played on pc and he's sitting there clicking around which i'm sure is fine i personally like the idea of just you know Might have waking been on up, stream deck doing one will does not have a stream deck <laughs> um the uh yeah I'd, I'd definitely prefer the idea of just waking up doing one five minutes on my switch that sounds a lot better than uh, playing on a PC, but that's fine. Yeah, so if you want to read his full review, that will be in the show notes. Uh, all these things that we're mentioning, of course, over on explosion.com. 
let's dive into this week's two news stories that I would like to talk about. Uh, so, uh, oh, I'll give a quick shout out. I just remembered since it was coming off talking about um, trail uh, other games and stuff. The future, uh, what was it called? Future, future game, game show, show happened this morning as of recording their new one. Um, I didn't put it in the show notes because I didn't want to. I wasn't going to go through the whole thing. But uh, so, the quick side note out of that was that they at the start of the show announced that. F, uh, FGS future game show is now like a branded thing so they've like got a bunch of socials they've got a YouTube channel they're going to do like a weekly show now I don't know if this is good or bad or who's hosting or what the go is but anyway they're, they're spinning this thing out which into its own channel and whatever else these things are generally pretty good I thought this this I mean, first one for 2023 was uh, pretty good as well so yeah yeah that's good yeah, I mean it's been the week for obviously GDC is happening at the moment, so yeah, yeah. Uh, lots of showcases. I believe the six one six is that yeah. the yeah they had a showcase. Uh, kind of funny had like a big kind of funny had an indie showcase, indie uh, shit stream, did a so. Unreal Engine showcase thing. Um, Epic Man. that was where yeah. the Fortnite's going to be a big <laughs> yeah. So that was crazy um but yeah so the the one there was a couple of games i was just gonna quickly shout out was a quickly scroll scroll here there was a wrestle story was a game i was like oh yeah, this is the I one i'm that. looking forward to and i was like nope it's like no wrestling game. Different <laughs> wrestle quest <laughs> yeah it's so there's wrestle the story and wrestle quest both apparently coming out this year so if you're down for do you reckon uh, <laughs> the one was called the other and then they had- i don't know but it's fucking a bit weird that in the same year, there's two indie wrestling games, but well, no Re- WrestleQuest has been on the horizon for a long time. Wrestle Story jumping in here so. on its coattails, yeah. uh, trying to take over, you know. But so. now we've got a WWE and AEW, <laughs> yeah, and there's WWE uh, and AEW yeah. games, so fucking more than enough wrestling games for most people to, to get their head. Yeah, around. it's gonna be a big year, <laughs> big year for wrestling. Um, there was a game called Pizza Possum, which is sort of reminded me of Untitled Goose Game to a degree, only because oh. you play as this possum where you're like sort of running around and co- like trying to steal food and hiding in bushes and stuff. So that's oh, kind okay. of fun. Um, they showed off this VR game that I remember seeing uh, announced like two years ago or something like that. Uh, and they showed a bit more of that. It's called Lo-Fi. I don't think it was called that last time I saw it, but it, it's basically Blade Runner, the game. So that looks fucking awesome is what I'd say about that. Uh, and shout outs, Primordial's Legends, Hollow Hero was in here. The Australian Wombat Still game. Going? That was at, yeah, the Australian Wombat game that was at PAX last year. Um, that was in the, the showcase. So that's very cool for them to be as uh, that... Because they were, they talked about it the show that they were struggling with their Kickstarter and all these sorts of things. So, um, for them to be part of this showcase, I thought was pretty, uh, pretty cool. Um, I was talking about like, <laughs> sort of mean to say, but uh, on the opposite end, someone who had massive Kickstarter success uh, was um, <laughs> Mika and the Witch's Mountain, which uh, like fucking their Kickstarter was uh, well past their, their goal uh, when that finished last month. This is like the, the witch delivery game where you sort of, I think I talked about playing the demo uh, a couple weeks back. It was it, like it's the, like the, Kiki's Delivery Service, right? Yeah, Kiki's Delivery Service, that game. So that, that had a trailer in here as well, and that was really so, cool. Avoiding trademarks again. Pretty much. Um, and then the last one I'll give a shout out to is if you like uh, horror games, they announced this at the end of the show. The last game they announced it looked absolutely fucked. Like I was watching it going, Ash would hate this game. So... so it's it's a game called paranormal tales pt (laughs) 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 Um, (laughs) it's a 
And it's, yeah, I, I mean, based on trailer, it looks cool. I know it could turn out to be terrible. It's, it to a degree, it's your typical sort of horror thing where there's a character, like, sneaking around a house and there's, like, all sorts of bumps and, the, like, there's some weird shit happening. But I, I was watching the trailer. I was like, this looks fucking scary. Like, which is a good thing because I was like, I was like, yeah, sure, show me more of this. So if you like horror games and that general sort of vibe of TV, PT, because it's very obviously PT-inspired to the point that the hosts of the this show which was the voice actor for Aerith and the voice actor for cloud from final fantasy 7 remake they were the two hosts this time um that they like did a bit about it being like hey, pt wink wink but no you know nothing related to that at all so uh but yeah that was the future game show so if, uh yeah watch that if you want to oh the other thing i'll shout out to is uh shadow gambit the curse crew which i'm really looking forward to and they showed some gameplay for that that's the the new game from the people who did uh desperados and stuff uh, which of mm. course I really love that Desperado story. I thought it was an absolute fucking banger. Um, but this is it's the same sort of gameplay, which is uh, real time tactics, sort of stealth inspired gameplay and stuff. But you you're controlling a crew of pirates, uh, and that looked really cool. I'm all about that. I can't wait. And that's supposed to be coming out at some point this this year. So, uh, right uh, into the stuff I actually had in the show notes. Uh, firstly, Lego 2K. So this I'm gonna be honest. So this leaked like two weeks ago, whenever it was. I didn't bother bringing it up because I was like, I don't fucking care. I also didn't watch or look at any of the pictures. I was like, I'll just wait. And I'm sort of glad I did because I put this on. I put this trailer on today on my big TV when I got home from, from work. And I'm sitting there going, holy fuck, if I was a child, this game would blow my mind. I feel like this is everything I would have wanted to play as a kid. I know I had Lego games as a kid. Like had the, you know, there was some Lego games on what, like that I was playing. But man this looks fucking I, I tell me if i'm wrong this shit looks cool karen i guess no you're fucking you don't like fun fuck you <laughs> ash do you like fun i mean i like fun <laughs> i mean it looks <laughs> it looks like a lego game with racing Oh, it looks so cool. You race around, it looks high frame rate and everything like that. Fucking crashing through cars. You got a whole bunch of different locations all based on real Lego stuff. Looks like it has ray tracing. Fucking, I'm all about it. open world. Oh. It's going to run at like 25 frames a second with ray tracing on? No. No. No, it'll, it'll, work, it'll run fine. It's it's going to be you having to unlock all the blocks in a pack. <laughs> uh, you know, you have to buy v, five V credits and... uh. No, it's going to be like, charged. no, no, no. This is 2K Racing but they're going to reveal it's actually like Lego Dimensions. So whip out your Lego Dimensions portals and uh, start <laughs> start chucking the real-life cars onto it. Don't tempt me. Because you know what? I'll do it. <laughs> of course I'll, you will. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I mean, I'll it's got cool it. potential. I mean, I'm sure people love making cars inside the Lego universe. Uh, as soon as, I'm sure as soon as somebody can make a like, Fast and Furious car in there, they'll be all about it, so. Uh, this is apparently I was trying to find the quote here somewhere but this is apparently part of a big partnership going forward so um, so Lego 2K Drive this is from the, the press release Lego 2K Drive will be the first release in a multi-title partnership between 2K and the Lego group to develop AAA Lego games with 2K's proven expertise in creating high quality and engaging interactive entertainment properties and the Lego group's unprecedented cultural impact the partnerships will evolve the iconic Lego game experiences fans know and love in exciting new ways. Um, 
So key features of the game are a story in a vast open world. Players will journey across Bricklandia's multiple unique biome regions as they complete quests, uh, blah, 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 blah. High tone Lego racing. Racing in Lego 2K Drive is fast-paced, off-the-wall experience displays battle across a broad range of tracks while taking advantage of peak up power up abilities, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Unique customization. Lego 2K Drive introduced a diverse customization system that allows players to build their own vehicles to suit their taste with over a 1,000 unique Lego pieces available. Uh, play solo all together. Lego 2K Drive offers robust co-op and thrilling competitive multiplayer to join others. Play with family and friends via local two-player split screen or match online for others. Uh, da, 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 da. What do you think of this whole like 2K joining a Lego partnership? Because for years it's literally been like one people do Lego games. One people. I so, think it's yeah. good. I think, you know, seeing is what like Disney have done with the Star Wars licensing, I think is a good example for them. Um, I just, just as a quick bit of fun, right? Would you two buy any of these franchises in Lego form? Lego Bioshock. Uh, no. Lego NBA 2K. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, the, it'd be so difficult with their little unmoving arms. It'd just be granny shots. Um, a Lego game, but in the design of XCOM, could be kind yes. of cool. Yes, be very cool. That'd be could cool. Be very yeah, fun. I'm down for that one. Um, WWE buildings and it collapse. Yeah, WWE 2K Lego. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, and you have to build the cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I think, you know, I think it would be cool if somehow 2K can leverage this Lego deal to bring it to some of their already franchises. Even if for, like, NBA 2K, it's just a game mode within the 2K game where they just lego a fire bunch of the players and just do, like, a Lego game mode. Like, that would be... Borderlands. Borderlands? Lego. Yeah, exactly. Like I, think, I mean, that would be good. Yeah, like, Lego Claptrap. Just, uh, maybe Claptrap will be an unlockable character in the 2K racing game. Maybe. It'd be like a moped. No, like a, <laughs> I mean, like they're setting the bar motorized at... Motorized unicycle, I guess, would, would the club trap would be. They're setting the bar <laughs> at new properties, though. So, like, what if they just build new LEGO games and maybe they yeah. have some tie-ins and DLCs I and think characters they, like clap It'll be new up, stuff. They, I think new stuff's a good idea, but also think if they can use it with some of their already beloved IPs and, and stuff that they... But it's like... If you're like you're Lego, Lego is meant to be the star, is what they're trying to say. Yeah, yeah. What if instead of Lego XCOM, it's just a Lego XCOM like game? Yeah, yeah. And that works, you know? Because that if they announce that shit, I'm fucking down. <laughs> maybe I mean it's interesting. This deal's coming through, especially with Lego. Have had a lot of games come out this past twelve months. I want to believe oh. they had that Lego Brawl movie uh, game that like flopped. Was that a mobile uh, game? Was it a real? No. Was it a console game? Oh, I believe that was a console game. Fuck. And then they had the the puzzle one. I can't mm. remember what it was called. Oh yeah, no, but that came out like that was that only came out in consoles this year. But it was out on PC like a year prior. I guess. Yeah. yeah. It's a very so, yeah. They've been in, they've been using this franchise a fair bit. It's a very close release date considering that they're only just announcing it. Like announcing that's it. Uh, what two months away? Like two two ish months yeah. away? Like yeah. Lego uh, Disney's Speedstorm must be shaking its boots. Mm. I'm fucking keen for that, by the way, as a side note. Because of course I am. <laughs> of course you are. Yeah. I like kart races. I like Disney properties. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm keen for them to be a, like, maybe good game. If it's a good game, I'm, I'm down. 
So we'll see. I think that's out like next month as well. So yeah, boy. Uh, last new story. I just wanted no, to. Lego Brick Tales only came out. I don't think it came out on PC. You fucking right. Fucking what, mate? You want to fucking go? You fucking Lego what, Brick mate? Tales. It only came out last year. What game are you talking about? Let me Google this. It's like an adventure game with like different different biomes and stuff. Oh shit! I've never seen this game in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. There you go. Yeah. No, I've never seen this game in my life. No, this is not the one okay. I was thinking. Yeah, Brawls was a, a, a mobile game first. Yeah, I thought it was. So. Yeah, Apple Arcade, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then they ported it, and everyone was like, "It's shit." And I'm like, "Yeah, well, it's a yep. mobile game." So, <laughs> like, it was an yep. Apple Arcade game, I think. So, yeah, Builder's Journey is the the one you're thinking of. Yeah, out. and that was out. That was out on PC earlier. PC ages coming yeah. to console. Yeah. Yes. All right. Uh, so uh, Mario the movie, also known as the Super Mario Bros., uh, which we've talked about a few times. I just want to get one uh, one last thought because we haven't talked about it for a while. Um, final trailer came out like a week ago or two weeks ago. I can't remember. Anyway, we haven't talked about it. Uh, the movie's out officially in two. Well, no, a week. This comes out was- Monday, so it's out next week. By the time you're listening. Yep. So the movie's out next week. Kieran, in a world where when they announced this, we sort of laughed at it and the trailer sort of started dropping and we was like, oh, this could be all right. By the time we watch this final trailer, how are we now feeling about the Super Mario Bros. movie? I, I'm still on the fence whether I want to go see it or not. You know, like I, I what? Ash's face. <laughs> Ash's face. I just can't believe it. I'm, you know, it, 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 it's, it looks good, but at the same time, do I want to go see it? Probably not. I'll probably just wait for it to be on Netflix. Do I want to go and support Chris Pratt is what you're saying, you know? I feel like I'm okay with saying no to that question. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I'm, I'm all right with saying that. That's, that's what you're bringing it down to. I mean, it's, there's more people than just Chris Pratt, you know? I take it you're uh, excited for this then, Ash? I am I'm pretty excited, yeah. It looks good. Everything we've gone seen go pretty good. This last trailer was really good uh, with the little star thing, you know, bringing back mm-hmm. the old old childhood trauma shit of like, yeah. <laughs> we're all going to die. <laughs> yeah. The only thing we would look forward to is a sweet release of death. <laughs> Love that. Uh, Love that for everybody. Yeah, I'm I'm on the side of I'm sorry, I'm on the side of Ashy. I'm fucking I'm pretty No, of course you're no, 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 I you, know, really, you got fire Donkey Kong. It's like Yeah. I think this looks pretty fucking good, to be honest. Like I I, I remember like watching the, the last trailer and being like, they sort of done it. Like it's it's not But but to be fair, the story could be bland as anything for a winner. But everything I, else looks fantastic. Yeah, I mean it animation wise it just looks really really good it looks i mean like they, it could various... just be like the story could be so bland that it's just a matter of getting to point a to point b to point you know what i mean also just enjoy the f- it's like getting yeah. to set piece to set piece to set well piece i mean it's a road it's a road trip to a degree i guess they're, they're trying to save someone that whatever else but i just there's so many like small jokes that just work for me like at the start where in the last trailer where bowser's just like my Coopers and my whatever's and it's like whatever those guys are. Poor <laughs> spinies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was like, I think it's just like a small jokes. The the things, the fact that they've got these new carts 
uh, in the trailer. And I talked about them in the Nintendo Direct a little bit more because it's still weird they're doing the Nintendo Directs for these trailers. But I liked in, in that the directors or the, I think it was the directors, yeah. They talk about how the design aren't, not all of the carts are official Mario carts, but they still like tried to fit them in with the, like the the game and stuff, and I'm like, look, to be honest, if I would have never questioned, it. I thought they were all just legit my cart carts, you know, they all look legit to me. So, but yeah, I'm, and then Rainbow Roads, like, it's fucking, it's like Mad Max Fury Road, like that track's dangerous as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so I mean, it's a little bit weird to see actual Coopers go back into their shells and then. Like just get knocked once and they just go into the shells, and then get thrown around all over the place. It's a bit, it doesn't feel as good as they're much more sentient in this, and it's a little bit weird. <laughs> so I'm gonna go watch. I'm watch. Me and Ash are both gonna go watch this on. Um, well, Ash has got Ash has got invited to a screening. I'll pay for my ticket, but we'll both go watch it on day one. Uh, here's what I, here's Wednesday, my the fifth of April. Yeah, here's my prediction: if the movie is good. And Twitter blows up on that day or the day prior where everyone's saying this movie's fucking the best thing ever. Kieran's going to go watch it. Oh, absolutely. If it, you know what? That the is, FOMO that is, true. is going to hit you like a fucking No, no, no. I'm already, I'm already How like, high a score does it need to get? The thing is, it doesn't need to be a score. Is everybody's <laughs> like, if everybody's like, I love it, it's great, it's fantastic, I'll probably go see it. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's you know, uh, it, it's, it's like... <laughs> I have no interest in going to see the Dungeons and Dragons movie, which oh what? Out of well, the Ash, 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 Ash reckons it's Ash reckons it's good. It so. is a lot of fun. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. I also want you to come and talk about it on Forty One. <laughs> 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 he fucking he, there was like a, there was a it's really good blah 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 full stop. Also, also I need you to watch it for content. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can slip that one in there at the end. <laughs> I, th- I, th- uh, yeah, I know that's a whole Dungeon Dragons a whole other thing, but I've at least from everyone I've seen on Twitter that I follow, everyone I know that's watched it, including Ash, has said it's. I've seen them saying it's pretty fucking fun. So I don't know. I know if you're coming at it from a perspective of I'm a I'm a D and D. Aficionado, they're, like, they're not no, following all the rules. No, it's 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 not even that kind. What of do they stuff. do? Roll a d twenty? What are the natural twenty? <laughs> it's it's just D and D has such amazing lore and such interesting stories that it's frustrating that they the only way they can like do it into a movie the first time is if they come at it from the angle of it's a comedy, which hurts me as a high fantasy lover and like it. it yeah, I don't. It's it's what it is. It's just. I mean, they tried to do it super serious once before. I don't know if you know. But that was in the 1990s. Yeah, um, yeah. I own both those movies. So, yeah, so. they weren't good movies, but they were also really no. low budget and like really just yeah. yikes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, because every single D and D campaign out there is super serious. No, no, no. Yeah. That's the thing, right? And it's, it's the same thing. <laughs> I don't love super comedy D and D. Like I, I, as I am with video games, I love stories. I love depth i love characters and everything about the honor among thieves that i've seen is just really shallow and just hey we're here to laugh and have fun and stuff and it's like oh that's cool but not really my cup of tea i'm not gonna show you all the deep shit in the trailer 
Deep shit doesn't sell. <laughs> you know, that's why the whale trailers were like so tiny, you know? <laughs> it's like, here's Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Uh, Friend of Faith saying <laughs> <up> the lines. <laughs> and also, it's a worry with these kind of movies where you're like, which I guess is a good thing because you've said it's a lot of fun. Is like when you watch these trailers nowadays, it's like, oh well, I've seen all of the funny bits from this movie. I've seen every bit that would make me laugh already. Yeah. I don't think that I don't even like the trailers for Dungeons and Dragons. I thought the trailers were shit. Yeah, I, I, I want to go based. A, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. I hate the the fact that the the musical choice in the main trailer, fucking whatever song, that plays. I can't remember. It's like a, it's a it's a modern rock song that plays in the the main trailer. It sort of annoys me. They've done the whole like Thor thing. Yes, well that's yeah. the way to go now, right? Anyway, Mario looks good. Anyway, Mario <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> games. Mario looks good, and it's wild to think we're in a year where at the Last of Us, which by the way, Kieran, finish that. Last of Us? No? You fucking suck, man. You suck so what bad. What a piece of shit. What a piece of shit. How far did you get? What a oh, fake Last of Us I've fan. got like a good... Oh, I love Ellie. She's one of my favorite characters. Yeah. I love deep stories. I like real things. Not jokey jokey. I want to take my beloved fan- yeah. franchise seriously. I like all my real serious video game adaptations. I'll support them. <laughs> just haven't gone around to finishing it yet, you fuck. It's been two weeks since the finale came out. I don't care, Ashley. <laughs> what episode you up to? Uh, like episode five, I think it is. I just fell off and just. Oh, what? Not even that. Well, just over halfway. Yeah, well, like, it's just and it tends to be how I am with these TV shows, and it's just all TV shows is I just fall off watching them every week and then eventually I'll go back and just watch them all. We watch every anime week. every week. You know, yeah, if it was animated, it'd um, be all over you think, no, th- That's the thing. <laughs> if it was in Japanese, you'd be... I go through phases, but I, I haven't watched Vinland Saga weekly for the last couple of weeks. I haven't been, like, up to date on Blue Lock. Like, I've been delayed on Blue Lock. Do you want to, like, go into binge? I reckon you can, I reckon you can put on the, the Japanese dub. <laughs> what is this shit? What? what? Can we just end the show? This is just turned into taking shots at Kieran. Like, like this is a pretty solid roast. This is, this is what is going hey, on. Let me call some friends. I want to see who wants to come to the roast of Kieran Marchant. Fucking everybody gets easy pickings, apparently. Oh Alright, um, let us know any comments, questions, so uh, if you'd like to come to the Road Security Margin officially, which we'll do on twitch.tv slash Explosion Network, you can let me know. ExplosionNetwork.com slash Twitter, ExplosionNetwork.com slash Discord uh, would be the place to do that. And if you like this episode, <laughs> thought it was worth a dollar, on on over to our coffee page, ExplosionNetwork.com slash support to buy us a coffee. Check out this week's episode of Arcade Couch Between the Cushions to find out why why else you should support us over at Kofi. Yeah. Um, if you donate, I think $16.99, I might be able to buy Kieran a bag of cement. Uh, next time, same time, same couch. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>